0: Shalom, I am Rabbi Michael Pont, and this is For the Love of Judaism, episode 11. Well, it is Thanksgiving, and this Thursday we're going to gather around our tables, we'll have a scrumptious meal together, and we will celebrate both American values, and I want to suggest that we should also celebrate our Judaism. I'm going to suggest a couple of ways that we can combine our two identities, if you will, Uh, in a seamless way, uh, so that the meal that we're having reflects both our Jewishness and our pride in our country. So the first thing that we can do is we can say a blessing over the meal. Blessings remind us to be grateful for our food, and they transform a mundane moment into a spiritual one. So I want to suggest one of two brachot that you can say over the meal. First, if you're having bread, you could say Hamotzi. And I'll say the bracha without using God's name specifically. Baruch Ata Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam Hamotzi Lechem Min Haaretz. Blessed are you, Lord our God, ruler of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. Or if you want, you can say a blessing over the turkey. Baruch ata Hashem Elokenu Melechaolam Shakol Niebidvaro. Blessed are you, Lord our God, ruler of the universe, at whose word everything came to be. Another thing that you could do is you could compare some of the foundational texts of our nation to Jewish texts from the Bible. For example, consider the preamble to the Constitution. It reads, We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up watching Schoolhouse Rock, uh, the animated cartoons that taught you um, all kinds of important lessons. And there was one about the Constitution where they sang the preamble. That's how I learned the preamble uh, by memorizing the words and the melody. Uh, But hey, that's just me. Now, think about what's mentioned in the preamble to the Constitution, Blessings of Liberty, and happiness, establishing justice, those are reflections of Jewish values as well. Consider these two biblical texts. The first is from the book of Isaiah. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not take up sword against nation. They shall never again know war. Again, that's from Isaiah chapter 2. Or consider this verse from the book of the prophet Micah. People shall dwell under their own vines, under their own fig trees, and no one shall make them afraid. And that's from the prophet Micah chapter 4. So the values that are reflected in the prophets, values of peace and prosperity, are also reflected in our constitution. So the values that we hold dear as Americans, we also cherish as Jews. Now, something else that you should consider in thinking about Thanksgiving, as we reflect on America's origins and we feel grateful, the Bible's story about Israel's origins provides insight into gratitude as well. We know that the patriarch Jacob fell in love with Rachel and married both her and her sister Leah. Leah yearned for her husband's affection, and the Torah described the birth of her first three sons. She gave each one a name that reflected her sadness that Jacob didn't love her and her rivalry with her sister Rachel. Leah's choice of names had nothing to do with her hopes for her children, Rather, they belied her yearning that Jacob would come to love her. Then Leah birthed a fourth son, and something changed. She declared, this time I will praise the Lord. And she named him Judah, or in Hebrew, Yehuda. In Hebrew, the root of Judah, Yehuda, means to praise or to thank. So I wonder, what changed for Leah? I learned from my teacher, Rabbi Brad Artson, that she realized that her self-esteem did not depend on Jacob's love or on defeating her sister Rachel. With Judah, her fourth son, she decided that he was not a weapon in these battles, but rather he was a source of joy in and of himself. And so Leah teaches us two critical lessons for Thanksgiving and for all time. First, when it comes to our kids, our self-esteem should not be based on their accomplishments or on when they fall short. It is not fair to apply that pressure on our children and we should not live vicariously through them. Second, When we are jealous of others, be it a sister or a friend, that poisons our souls because it prevents us from feeling gratitude for our own strengths and blessings. And so please, this Thanksgiving, let us set aside petty jealousies and arguments that we've had with friends and family, and let us not pin So much pressure and hopes and dreams and aspirations on our children. Let us just find them as sources of joy and let them be the people who they are intended to be. Amen. As I mentioned earlier, whenever we say a blessing, it is a reminder for us to feel gratitude for everything that we have in this world. All of the ways that we are blessed, all the gifts that we have. One of the rabbis of the Talmud, Rabbi Levy, noticed that there are two texts in the book of Psalms that completely contradict one another. He noted that it is written, the earth belongs to God. But it is also written, God gave the earth to humanity. So how can this be? How can you have these two statements? Rabbi Levy resolved the problem. He said, there is no contradiction. In the one case, the earth belongs to God, it is before a blessing has been said. But when it says God gave the earth to us, to human beings, that is after we have said our blessings. When we say a blessing, we come to realize that the world is ours, that there is endless potential. Expressing gratitude does not mean ignoring that there is pain and hardship in the world. It means making a daily effort to see that along with the difficulty, there is also good in life, and that is worth celebrating. In addition to it being Thanksgiving, uh, we are also on the precipice of celebrating Hanukkah. Hanukkah begins on Sunday night the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. We almost have a Thanksgivinga situation. Almost, not quite. So, thinking about Hanukkah and blessings and gratitude, uh, I want to just share a brief teaching from the Talmud. There is a disagreement am- amongst the rabbis about saying the Hanukkah brachot. You may know that the first night of Hanukkah, we say three brachot, three blessings, one for lighting the candles, one for thanking God for miracles, and then finally Shech the bracha that we say when we do something that we haven't done uh, in a long time, in this case a year since the previous Hanukkah. The majority of the rabbis say that if everyone is gathered around the Hanukkiah, the Hanukkah menorah, that everyone chants, or recites the blessings altogether. However, one of the rabbis, Rabbi Yehuda, who was one of the prominent rabbis of his generation, one of the leaders, said, that is not so. Rather, the person who is lighting the Hanukkiah should say all three brachot. However, everyone else who is watching should only say two of the blessings. He doesn't specify which two, he merely states that the lighter, the one who lights the chanukkiah, the one who lights the candles, should say all three blessings, but those who are watching should only say two. Now, you might wonder, why did Rabbi Yehuda feel this way? My thinking is as follows. I think Rabbi Yehuda was saying that the person who is lighting the chanukkiah the person who is the most actively involved in that special moment, the person who is most engaged in the activity of lighting the blessings, the person who is most active, that person garners the most blessings. That person earns the right to say all of the blessings. The lighter of the candles is the most actively engaged, whereas the people who are watching are getting credit, they're saying blessings, but they are more passive than the one who is lighting the Hanukkiah. I think this is a great valuable lesson about how we participate in life. When it comes to being Jewish, or when it comes to anything that you do in life, Rabbi Yehud is saying, do it with gusto, be the most engaged that you can be. Actively participate, do everything you can, uh, really go for it. And if you do that, you will garner more blessing, more goodness than if you are just being passive, if you are just watching someone else uh, doing the activity. I think that's terrific. I think we should all follow Rebbe Yehuda's example. Yes, I do think I agree with the majority of the rabbis that we should all sing all of the brachot, no matter if you're lighting the Chanukiah or if you're not. However, let's rush to be the one, to be the ones to actually light the Chanukiah. Let's rush to do mitzvot. Let's rush to give tzedakah, especially at this time of year. It's a time of giving. The holidays. There's so many people in need. Let's rush to help them. Let's rush to synagogue, to pray together as a community. Let's rush to celebrate Shabbat together, to say blessings, to say hamotzi, and to bless Shabbat candles, and to bless the wine. Let's rush to do all of these things. Let's actively participate. Let's actively study Torah uh, and learn together and ask questions. The more that we do Jewishly, the more that we do in life in general, the more... We will be blessed. That's the teaching of Rabbi Yehuda. I agree with him wholeheartedly. Uh, Let's rush to do mitzvot, and we will feel more blessed in life. Amen. Everybody, thank you so much. We will be back next week with another episode.